Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Your brothers and sisters and all those that are watching, hopefully everyone is doing well. And I hope you're able to benefit from the few sessions that we have um, planned and scheduled for all of us that are at home or wherever we may be at this time. The topic in the session that I have been given is titled Golden Advice. Golden Advice meaning advice and counsel and guidance that, have, that has been given by the Prophet وسلم, or the Sahaba or the Salaf al-Salihin advice that they gave to people around them at times of difficulty, at times of darkness, at times of hardship and how that advice if we can bring into our life perhaps it can bring some light to us as well in this darkness or in this difficulty that we are living in. Uh, so I will begin the first session with an advice that the Prophet ﷺ himself gave to a companion. And the story goes that one day the Prophet ﷺ, sitting with his companions began speaking about some of the difficulties that the ummah would have to face. Some of the challenges, some of the hardships that we would have to go through. And one of the sahabas that was listening and he was hearing all of these difficulties that will fall upon the ummah, he turns towards the Prophet ﷺ and he asks him, Ya Rasulullah, man najat? O Prophet of Allah, what is the way out? What is the, how do we find light at the end of the tunnel? Man najat? Where is the safe haven for us? Where is our sanctuary? How do we, how do we what is our salvation in those difficult times? How do we save and protect ourselves? And this Sahaba's name was Uqba ibn Amr And this narration is mentioned in Sunan Tirmidhi, in Sunan Abi Dawood, in Sahih narration. He asked the Prophet of Allah, please tell me, where do we find our way out? What, do, what should we do? What are the actions? Give us some advice. What are the actions that we should implement into our life that will protect us in those difficult times where we are struggling? And that is a time that we are dealing with ourselves. This difficult time. The situation that we're living in today. And this advice fits perfect for all of us today. And the Prophet ﷺ being the Jawami'ul Kalim that he was, that few words that he would say, a, few, a small advice that he would give, but it would be so comprehensive and, and, and inclusive that it will last forever. The Prophet ﷺ responded by giving three, three advices. And three pieces of advice. Number one, he said, O Uqbah, أَمْسِكَ عَلَيْكَ لِسَانَكَ وَلْيَسَعْكَ بَيْتُكَ وَبْكِيَ عَلَىٰ خَطِيئَتِكَ And I'll speak about each of these for a few minutes. And inshallah, this can serve as a, as a foundation for the future sessions that we go through. The Prophet says to him, number one, أَمْلِكَ عَلَيْكَ لِسَانَكَ That in difficult times, and in times of hardship, in times of fitan, in times of mihna, in the times of where you're, you feel like the world is caving in on you, أَمْسِكْ عَلَيْكَ لِسَانَكَ Hold your tongue. كُفْ عَنْ لِسَانَكَ Protect yourself from harming yourself from your own tongue. That Be careful about what you say and how you say it. I feel like in today's difficulty, this is so relatable for us because how many people have we heard or how many, people, how many posts have we seen that perhaps are speaking negative about the time that we're living in. Na'ud billah, speaking negative about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That how could Allah do such a thing to us? How could Allah allow this? Amsika alayka lisanak. Hold our tongue. 
The Prophet says, Man kana yu'min billahi wal yawmil akhir, fal yakul khayran aw liyasmut. That that individual who believes in Allah in the last day, he shall or she shall say and speak well or remain silent. And in these same times, where we all perhaps have more free time in our hands, and we're staying at home, and with, with, we're with family members or with our own, our, our own people of our household, we find it quite easy to speak about people. To start talking and gossiping about other people. And somehow, in this tragedy, and in this hardship, we end up accumulating more sins. Due to our tongue speaking about other people. Amlika alayka lisan. Saying that this group is like this and it's their fault, or this, this country is like this, or these people are like that, or that family is like this. Why are they still going out? Or why are they not doing this? Or why? Amlika alayka lisanak. If it has nothing to do with us, there's no point of us speaking about it. The Prophet says, Rahim Allah imra'an. May Allah's mercy be upon this individual. When he speaks, he is able to benefit from his, from, from his speech. When he speaks, they're able to benefit from their own speech. And when they remain silent, they protect themselves. Hassan al-Basri, rahimahullah, the great giant, the legend, he says, من وراء قلبه إذا أراد أن يتكلم بشيء رجع لسانه إلى قلبه that the tongue of an intelligent person is behind their heart meaning that they think about what they will say before they say it and the tongue of an ignorant person is in front of their heart figuratively saying that they don't think about what they want to say they just speak and they say whatever they want to say so in these difficult times where we do have more time on our hands, where we can post more with our fingers, or we can type more, and we can make more statements, it's very important for us to just hold back and not say whatever we want to say. Just do it. It's not a slogan that the Muslims live by. No, think about it and then do it. It's a slogan that we live by. Just speak your mind. It's not a, it's not a slogan that we aim to live by. Speak your mind for those that are oppressed. Is a slogan that we live by. If we are oppressed, if people are oppressed, we can speak for them. But we can't speak against people. It's not our job to go on, to go and, and, and make statements or posts or, 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 or conversations about other people and belittling them and making them look bad in front of the public. Is it not enough for us to learn from what's, what is, what's going on right now? That we just... Be careful and protect our tongue. The Prophet ﷺ says that every single morning, every single morning, the tongue speaks to the body. This is a profound narration. And the tongue says to the body, or the body parts say to the tongue, Ya Lisan, ittaqillaha fina. Fear Allah for our sake. Fear Allah for our sake. Meaning, protect, protect yourself. And istaqamta istaqamna. If you stay straight, we will stay straight. If you become crooked, we will also become crooked. So stay straight. Umar ibn al-Khattab has a profound statement where he mentions the benefits and the harms of speaking and the harms of speaking without any benefit. He says that, مَنْ كَثُرَ كَلَامُهُ كَثُرَ سَقَطُ That whosoever speaks a lot, مَنْ كَثُرَ كَلَامُهُ كَثُرَ سَقَطُ His mistakes or her mistakes are also exposed. Because they're always talking about things. 
And when a person exposes themselves in their mistakes, in their flaws, in their own defects, their, their modesty and their sense of shame and their sense of self-respect and self-honor is diminished. It becomes absent. Now, the, the statement that they echo is, who cares if they know? Well, who cares if they know happened because we exposed ourselves? And this happened because we're constantly saying things. وَمَنْ كَثُرَ كَلَامُهُ قَدْ كَثُرَ سَقَطُهُ وَمَنْ كَثُرَ سَقَطُهُ قَلَّ حَيَاءُهُ وَمَنْ قَلَّ حَيَاءُهُ قَلَّ وَرْعُهُ And whosoever finds that their modesty and self-respect is becoming less, قَلَّ وَرْعُهُ Piety is also leaving from their body. Piety is also leaving from their heart. The, the idea of being self-righteous is also leaving their, 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 their hearts. And taqwa is being removed. And وَمَنْ قَلَّ وَرْعُهُ مَا تَقَلْبُهُ He says that whosoever loses the simple element of taqwa and piety from their hearts, their heart also dies. And when their heart dies, the things that they do neither harm them nor benefit them. They become desensitized to backbiting. They become desensitized to gossiping and speaking ill of each other. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes it so clear in the Qur'an in a very simple verse where He says, Many of us have recited this surah, have recited this ayah, but perhaps we don't know what it means. Wail. What is the meaning of wail? The Mufassirun report two meanings of wail. Number one, Ibn Kathir rahimullah says, wail refers to hasra. Hasra means absolute regret. Hasra doesn't just mean regret. It means regret over spilt milk, crying over spilt milk, that you can't do anything about it, it's too late, it's gone, it's finished. Hasra, Yawmul Hasra is a name that Allah gives for the day of judgment. Allah says, complete, absolute regret for this person. The second meaning of wail is a deep valley in Jahannam. Regret and a deep valley in Jahannam. Who is this wretched person that Allah is speaking about in such a manner? Allah says, Every single person, Ibn Abbas says, Humuza is speaking bad about people behind their back, and Lumuza is speaking bad about him in front of their face. Other Mufassirun say, Humuza and Lumuza doesn't even refer to speaking about someone and making them feel bad, but rather just referring or inferring the fact that they're lower than us or we belittle them the way we look at them with our eyes. And, and, and what uh, the Mufassirun mentioned is how we move our eyebrows and how we move our eyes when we look at them. And Lumaza is the way, we look, the way we point at them. So in any way, shape or form, if we are people that belittle other people, that's enough for that individual to be a part of that category of wail. The valley of Jahannam, an absolute regret. And that's what happens when we can't control our tongues. The Prophet is telling him that in times of difficulty, those are moments where you control your tongue even more. Because patience, patience is not about not, not uh, protecting yourself from crying and not being sad. Patience is protecting our tongue. When the Prophet ﷺ walked by an elderly lady who was crying at a grave, and he said to her, 
Be patient, oh sister, be patient. And the lady responded by saying, What do you mean be patient? You don't know what I'm going through. And she responded, not knowing the man that who, who the man who was addressing her was the Prophet himself, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So if the Prophet goes back to his home, later on the, the sahabas come to her and say to her, that don't you know that man that addressed you was the Prophet himself? She feels embarrassed, she feels bad. She goes, she knocks on the door of Aisha radiallahu anha. Aisha says, the Prophet goes out, he greets her, and the lady says, O oh, Prophet of Allah, please forgive me, I apologize. I didn't mean to say that to you. I didn't know it was you. Please forgive me. And the Prophet responds by saying, Inna sabr ula, That patience is when the difficulty first falls upon you and afflicts you, that it's about the tongue. العين تدمع والقلب يحزن ولا نقول إلا بما يرضى به ربنا. Well, the Prophet says when Ibrahim passed away, his son, his baby passed away, and Abdurrahman ibn Auf saw the Prophet crying and he's weeping. And the Sahabas are sitting around him, they're paralyzed. That they don't know what to do, how to help the Prophet. And Abdurrahman ibn Auf says, What is this, O Prophet of Allah? Why are you crying for? Why are you crying for? And the Prophet responds that تدمع, we can cry. And our hearts can yearn and grieve. نقول, but we will not say except for that through which we can earn the happiness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's not okay for us to make blanket statements against Allah. And it's not okay for us to use this free time that we have to speak negative and backbite and post things about people. Not even inferring to people or referring to them in a third party version to make them look bad. If it's not about what we say, it's about how the other person feels from that. It's not about what we say, it's about how we say it, when we say it, who we say it to. Who Are we better than people that we're allowed to speak negative about them? The Prophet says in this last narration, and I will go on to the second piece of advice the Prophet gave. He says, in the hadith in Jami'u Tirmidhi, uh, perhaps for me, one of the more scarier hadith, and I'm not trying to scare us, but it's a narration which really makes me think. He says, إِنَّ أَبْغَضَ النَّاسَ إِلَيَّ وَأَبْعَدَكُمْ مِنِّي يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ أَثَرْثَرُونَ الْمُتَشَدِّدُونَ الْمُتَفَيْهِقُونَ وَفِي رِوَايَةٍ الْمُتَكَبِّرُونَ He says that indeed the man or that in, the individual that I dislike the most. Imagine the Prophet making this statement. The Prophet loves everyone. He loves the Muslims, non-Muslims. He has love for animals. Animals love him. This man has nothing but love in his heart for us. And he says the person that I dislike the most. And the person that is the furthest from me on the day of judgment, on that day where we will be in need of the Prophet the most, the person that will be the furthest from me, who will this person be? What a wretched person. Is it a person that doesn't pray salat? Or that doesn't give zakat? Who is this person? Atharun. Tharthar. Means a person who just keeps talking. Not talking about a specific topic, no. He has a comment, in, or the, he or she has a comment, or a suggestion, or, a, or, 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 or something to say about every topic there is. Sports, I can talk about that. Politics, I can speak about that. Deen, I can speak about that. Weather, I can speak about that. Like, what do you not know? <laughs> we know everything somehow? Atharun means that we just talk about people. There's no, there's no benefit from that talk. Al-Mutashaddidun means that when we're speaking about those things or those people, we're stubborn about what we're saying. And Al-Mutafayhiqun means because we are stubborn, we become arrogant over our own speech and over the things that we are saying. So the first thing that we should do in our homes or while we're quarantined is 
أَمْلِكَ عَلَيْكَ لِسَانَكَ All of us, we hold ourselves and we protect ourselves from our tongue. And we don't allow this tongue to push us away from the mercy of Allah. But rather we use it as a means of bringing ourselves closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We believe that this entire body that we have has different faculties. They are performing different roles and different duties. Like a factory. Right? Our body is like a factory. And every single faculty of this body is what we call mas'ul. It will be questioned by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And ironically, the faculty which, is, which will be questioned the most is the faculty which we, used, which we use with the least thought. And we use most aggressively. And that is the tongue. The tongue will be questioned more than anything else. Where the Prophet ﷺ told Mu'adh ibn Jabal, the majority of the ummah will be, in, will be struggling on the day of judgment because of their tongue. So that's number one. أَمْلِكَ عَلَيْكَ لِسَانَكَ The second piece of advice that the Prophet gave Uqba ibn Amir at this difficult time. He said that any time of difficulty, use this. And Ibn Kathir rahimullah speaks about this hadith under the tafsir of the ayah of إِذْ أَوَلْ فِتْيَةُ إِلَى الْكَهْفِ when the youngsters of the cave went to the cave for shelter. He speaks, he brings this hadith that he says that these were the things that the Prophet ﷺ would talk about when speaking about these ayat of being alone and isolated and being in uzla or azla, being alone and isolated, the Prophet would speak about these things. Number one, protect your tongue. Number two, And this, this piece of advice is also very heavy. Wasi'ah in the Arabic language means vast, broad, big. So what the Prophet is saying, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, is allow your home to be enough for you. Allow your allow your home, your family, your house, what's happening in your life, enough to keep you busy. Don't look at what others have. We're not sad because we don't have. We're sad because we see others having things that we don't have. The Prophet said, خَصْلَتَانِ مَنْ كَانَ تَافِيهِ كَتَبَهُ اللَّهُ شَاكِرًا وَصَابِرًا That two qualities that a person, if they possess, Allah would write them amongst the people that are grateful and there are, there, there are people of perseverance. Number one, مَنْ نَظَرَ فِي دِينِهِ إِلَى مَنْ هُوَ فَوْقَهُ That that individual who looks at those in deen that are in front of them, they are not behind them. They have done more than them. In bihi, they want to become like them. And in dunya, when it comes to the matters of dunya, wealth, cars, whatever it may be, they look at those that have less. Allah, and they praise Allah for that which they have been given. There's people in this world that have less than us. We allow our house to be enough for us. All of us, or majority of us, are, are, are stuck are confined within our homes. This is the time where we make our home the place of spiritual refinement for our hearts, for our children. This is the time where our house becomes a one and all inclusive place for our children, where they're learning their, their secular education, where they're having fun with their parents, but they're also making a connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It was said about Dawood alayhi salam that there would not be a moment in the day إِلَّا فِيهِ رَجْلٌ وَإِمْرَأَةٌ ذُكِرَ اللَّهَ فِيهِ سَاجِدًا That there was not a single moment in the day or night in the house of Dawood where there was not at least one person dedicated to remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or praying salat or praying nawafil. We can't go to the masjid. Let's allow our homes to become 
images or mirror images of our masajid. And that happens because of a'mal. A masjid is a masjid, not because of how it looks. It's a masjid because in that space or in that area, there are specific acts that are taking place like salat in jama'ah and like a'mal of reading the Qur'an and doing dhikr of Allah. Allow our homes to be big enough for us. It's not speaking about the size of our house because the Prophet's house was very small. It's speaking about being happy at home. We shouldn't be people that are sitting at home and frowning at each other or, or, or getting into arguments, but rather cherishing these moments and learning how to live together, being happy together and connecting ourselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a better way. Allah speaks about people that remember Allah in their homes and that talk about Allah in their houses. They were speaking about creating a schedule for our day while we're stuck at home. A part of that schedule should be where us, us and our children can speak about Allah's greatness. Where we can recite a hadith together. Yes, watch videos of, of scholars and speakers of nasiha, but do some alone on your own time. This will allow them to understand the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Well, Yasa'a tells us our house should be more than enough for us. Our family is enough for us. Our blessings are enough for us. What Allah has given us is plenty. We don't need more than what we already have. Of course, we ask Allah for afiyah, we ask Allah for ease. But what we have right now is also a blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We can still see, we can still hear. We have parents to live with, we have siblings, we have children. That's the first thing that it refers to. The second thing that it refers to is be content with what you have. And because you are content with what you have, amlik alayka lisanak, your tongue is, being, your tongue is, is, is controlled. Because you're not looking at what people have. Naturally, when we speak about people, it's because we look at what they have. And we talk about things that they possess. So if we're content with what we have, we won't speak about what people have and what they're storing. So is for all of us right now. Whatever we have at home, be content, be happy, and allow that happiness to, to grow within our children, our family members, and of course with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's the most important thing for us to do at these moments, is to create a safe haven for our children, our families, and our homes. If through this difficulty, us and our children are able to connect and, and create a better and a stronger relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this difficulty for us was a blessing because we got closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The third piece of advice the Prophet gave Uqba ibn Amr, and we'll end with this, is wabki ala khati'atik. Now Uqba, in times of difficulty, protect your tongue. Be content with what you have. Don't look at what people have. Be happy where you are. Wherever you are, be happy about it. You're still alive. And number three, wabki ala khati'atik. Uqba, please cry over your sins. Cry over your sins. Because these times of difficulty, we believe we can affect it and we can change it if we seek repentance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Well, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَا كَانَ اللَّهُ لِيُعَذِّبَهُمْ وَأَنْتَ فِيهِمْ وَمَا كَانَ اللَّهُ مُعَذِّبَهُمْ يَسْتَغْفِرُونَ Well, Allah says, we will not punish the ummah in its entirety at one time. We will not punish the ummah in its entirety at one time as long as one of these two things are alive within them. Number one, وَأَنْتَ فِيهِمْ That you are within them. You are alive within them. Number two, that they are constantly seeking Allah's forgiveness. And they're turning towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wabki ala khati'atik means that in these moments, ma wadda'aka rabbuka wa ma qala is remembered. In these moments, 
we turn towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we cry. If we can't cry, we at least fake it. You know, one is to put a post on Facebook or Twitter, which we are doing a lot of. And people are making a lot of posts about this. But one is, what if, rather than spending maybe 20 minutes to write up a very long post, which is important too, let me spend that time in a room alone, making dua to Allah and crying over my own sins. And stop pointing fingers at other people. Imagine if every single one of us tonight make a decision that tonight we will wake up, it's a Thursday night, we will wake up in front of Allah and we will all shed some tears on our sajjada. In the form, while we're in sajda, we will shed some tears and we'll ask Allah to forgive us and by Him forgiving us, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will remove the difficulty from this world. The same way it came from nowhere, it can leave from nowhere. Allah can do whatever He wants, whenever He wants. It's narrated by about Ya'qub that he cried so much over the loss of his son that he became blind. In the commentaries of we find that he was crying and making dua for 40 years. And finally one night he put his head in sajda. And he said to Allah, Ya Allah, Ama tarhamu du'fi? Ama tarhamu kibra sinni? Ama tarhamu faqri? Oh Allah, will you not show mercy because of my old age? Will you not show mercy by seeing my weakness that my back has become weak, I have become blind. Oh Allah, will you not show mercy to me? And he starts speaking to Allah. He starts having a conversation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And, He was a prophet that Allah spoke to. So Allah says to him, Ya Ya'qub, Law kana Yusuf mayyitan, la'ahyaytuhu lak. Subhanallah. He says, Oh Ya'qub, If Yusuf is, has passed away, if he, if he had passed away, because the dua that you made, and I could feel the, the, the grief and the pain in your heart, I could feel it. And because of that, if he had passed away, which he hadn't, I would have brought him back to life to make you happy. Because of that dua that you make. The dua is the quickest way of connecting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, shedding a few tears. And it says in the tafsir of that ayah that it was not except for one to three days, one to three days, three days, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him the glad tidings that Yusuf was still alive. One to three days. Right. Ibn Jibir alayhi salam told the Prophet sallallahu that one teardrop can change and extinguish the entire fire. One teardrop. So for all of us that have been struggling in this difficult trial that we have, we ask ourselves, how many of us have cried? And not for, not for the sake of our dunya being affected, but rather for the sake of people being affected. We're crying for people. This is the haqq. Well, I mean, how much needs to happen for us to cry in front of Allah? Do, 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 our family, do our family members need to be affected in order for us to weep? Do we really have to see community members being affected in order for us to weep? What, do, what, what is needed for us, for our hearts to be softened? And means that 
that now is the time in these man najat, this is the time that if we want salvation, if we want solace and peace and comfort within our homes, there has to be some form of tawbah and istighfar taking place in our house on a daily basis and crying in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that will give us salvation. So I summarize the three golden pieces of advice that our Prophet gave Uqba ibn Amir while speaking about times like these that we are living in today. Three pieces of advice that he gave him and each of these three pieces should be implemented by us instantly. Number one, we stop speaking about people. Stop speaking about other people and start speaking to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The same tongue that can be used to take us away from Allah is that same tongue if we say astaghfirullah once can be the source of the adab of this world going away. Amlika alayka lisanik. Number two, We make our home a safe haven for us. We, make, we turn our homes into masjids. We turn our homes into, into a place of worship for ourselves and our family. And we speak, we say positive things to our family members. We speak in a positive way. We don't spread negativity. Yes, we have to be realists, but we don't spread negativity. The Prophet said, when you go visit a person on his, on his deathbed, Go to him in a way, or when he's sick, speak to him and, 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 and have, have, have an aura or, or a persona that you make him feel happy. Don't spread negativity. Speak about positive things in these times. And number three, nothing can change unless that we all believe that every single one of us have control over this difficult time and the way that this difficulty will go away is by me crying. Not just by sharing a video of an imam crying, but by me crying. If I cry, Allah will change this. And if I weep in front of Allah, something will change. So Fiyana Rahimullah would say that I would feel like the difficulties that are happening in the world are because of what I have done that day. And he would go ahead and say, Inni ara athra dambi fi zawjati wadabati. That I would see the effect of my sins in the way that my family or my, or my animal or my vehicle would treat me. So if the world is struggling right now, perhaps we can do something better. And, and that something better doesn't mean that um, we all start becoming hopeless. But that something better means these three things. Controlling our tongue, being content with what we have. And lastly, making an attempt on a nightly basis to speak to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to cry in front of Allah. And by doing this, we hope and we believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give us the effect that the Prophet told Uqba ibn Amr that he would get, that there will be salvation. Because he asked this question about times of difficulty and he asked, Man najat, how can we be saved? And the Prophet told him these three pieces of advice. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ability of implementing these three pieces of advice into our life and insha'Allah into our children's life. And having our children also implement these things. And hopefully through that, the reflection, the reflection of that can be seen throughout the world. May Allah bless you all. Hopefully you can continue tuning in on a weekly basis or on a nightly basis. We have things happening every single evening. You can tune in. Uh, inshallah, we also have a webinar next week with, as a conference. You can tune in for that. Everything is free. And we're just hoping that uh, we can benefit and everyone else can benefit by doing these things. Jazakallah khair. Wa akhu da'wan. Alhamdulillah. Rabbil alameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How long was that? Uh-huh.